0: from my house to yours welcome to another edition of ems at sea level i am once again joined by sebastian Schell from luminovo sebastian thanks so much for joining me and on the back of some good news you've just had a 11 million euro um series raise tell me a bit about that and what the motivation for the raise was
1: yeah thank you so much uh, for having me paul yeah, so um, for us, I mean, we've been starting our whole venture into the electronics industry like around two and a half years ago. We kind of kicked this whole off with our pre-seed round. Um, it was in like March, April, twenty twenty, um, when we got some German, uh, Berlin-based VC's on board to really bring us from just transitioning from our AI service business into like transforming the electronics industry. And yeah, now um, after kind of running for two years, like having a lot of proof points on the ground was like the perfect timing for us to go out with these proof points and show what we've built and um, like take in more capital to prepare for in growing growing our customer base, but also growing our product into more directions. And yeah, as you said, um, we've picked up um, 11 million now um, led by London-based VC, Shelf uh, Ventures, super ex- um, great exposure and experience in building like B2B enterprise companies with a more complex acumen. Super happy had to have uh, Mike now on the board, and yeah, I think that will prepare us to really help um, move the electronics industry forward, bring them into the digital age, um, help them prepare for all the difficulties in the supply chain, but also a yeah. new way of collaborating and working together with their customers, but also um, with um, with their suppliers.
0: Yeah, I think it's fascinating, and and you know the timings timing's everything in business and you kind of started just as the um, pandemic was kicking off and then you're doing a fundraise um, just as there seems to be economic shifts in the market. So you, you're you kind of forged in the fire of disruption. You're kind of used to that and that's what's been happening. That's been the backdrop for the EMS industry for the last two or three years. I kind of looked at Luminova from the very beginning as this As these great minds that have kind of AI skills and all those things and have chosen the manufacturing and supply chain industry to apply them to. And you've already got a product out. Tell me a bit about that product and the product roadmap going forward.
1: Yeah. So we we kicked off. um, We really looked at the whole um, electronic supply chain basically from first principles and said, hey, like if we what is like the best contribution we could potentially do and say, hey, the electronics industry from idea to market ready product. This part of the value chain is really where innovation gets created. If you can speed this up, then you can be a catalyst for innovation. Mm-hmm. I think that's really the motivation that kind of gets the whole team up every morning. And then we, once we looked at this, we said, hey, what is the part of the chain where we feel there's currently the biggest opportunity for us, but also like the most strategic point for us to really move the whole value chain forward. And then um, we quickly, um, with picking up the EMS industry, which is, uh, I always say, the kind of the unsung heroes of the industry, the ones really do really the heavy lifting, but like little people know the industry, know the players in the industry. And that was for us like a perfect match to say, hey, these are the ones that should really um, be our focus point to really bring them forward. So the first um, product we chose, um, in a sense, or the first application is really. The whole quotation process for an EMS company, which of course has an embedded project procurement that's uh, that's involved. Mm. So really, an OEM throws over um, the RFQ, and um, you have to um, be quickly able to tell to answer how much does it cost to to produce um, uh, this board, like what is a whole yeah. assembly or this box bill, and um, because it's such a it's such a so it's still managed for many people in Excel sheets, but it's one of the most business-critical elements of an EMS's business, right? We all know how rated the margins are. Um, and if you can just answer more RFQs quicker and you have a higher hit rate, where normally people are at like 10%. And so if you can cre- increase that just a little bit, then it has a direct effect on your top line. And with mm. the embedded procurement part in it, where, as you know, supply chains are changing Digital solutions can really help you find those parts in the last um, like months, but also just better offers in, the, in a more normal market that can really help you maybe save five to ten percent on your material costs. And mm. if you trickle this down, what this can do to the profits of an EMS, then uh, we felt this is like such a vital piece of software that's currently underpenetrated, and that seemed like a perfect uh, first step to get into the market. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and I think a really good product um, at the time when you decided to develop that product, but a product that has become even more important through that process as we've seen all these disruptions and challenges to the supply chain. As you saw the supply chain become more and more disrupted and more and more pressure, and you saw that impacting not just their ability to quote, but their ability to actually ship product, did it change the design of the product or was the product ready for that kind of volatile market?
1: Yeah, no, definitely. There was definitely some influences we had. So one like feature that we like, orthogonal. normally it was like some very um, like RFQ centric tool in the beginning, mm. right? Because that's in a sense the job to be done. But we quickly felt that people were like using the tool also orthogonally to mm. like have a, a list of parts that they're just missing. They're just using the automatic searches in the supply chain to get these uh, parts, uh, found behind these parts. So it was easy for us to just build like an alert function that can help you search the whole supply chain, get alerts in, and be the first one to kind of then purchase and shop. Um, so that was like one one change that, um, that we adapted to. But I think another thing was also for us to see, okay, if we are speeding up X amount of line items at the bottom and then we are, this one-line item, the one that's always made to specification, the PCB, and that still takes two to three weeks. Um, then you're not you're not gaining anything from a real turnaround time. So that, that is why for us, an uh, additional focus has been really developing like a new next generation like engine for the PCB itself to be mm-hmm. able to at the EMS side extract relevant parameters, be even be more like informed when talking to your suppliers, and potentially even. Getting this last element of the bomb really API ready to get instant quotations mm-hmm. in, such that the whole thing can really, um, yeah, the whole turnaround time of the quote can can be accelerated.
0: Yeah, and you know if they if the turnaround of the quote can be accelerated, it makes sense that the new product introduction when they win the business can be accelerated because they're. the the digital threads already in there. You talk about the EMS industry as being unsung heroes, which is really interesting. And I think AI has multiple opportunities in the industry. Uh, I think what's happened in the last year is the EMS guys have had to go back to their customers often and give them bad news, talk to them about lead times, talk to them about price challenges. Conversely, the OEMs have had to provide more Security, more predictability, longer term forecasts. And whilst those relationships can be strenuous, um, they can actually make the bond between the EMS and the OEM closer. And we're seeing this move from a service provider to a much stronger and much more collaborative partnership. Do you see that? And do you feel there's a role for you to play in providing data to both parties that's mutually advantageous?
1: Yeah, no, 100%. Maybe to like pick up on your first piece, I think one of the main applications that we saw where AI can really help in that in that whole process is like cleaning data because mm-hmm. currently there's still the collaboration as we know is still there's file like old data at one party that's being exported in some Excel sheets shipped over then people have to clean up again. Same with Gerber files. But that has, it's like, it's crazy to think that this has been the major application for AI in this context. But that also, as you said, means exactly that we can, this could, in theory, be made redundant if collaboration is strengthened. and That's exactly uh, what we have been trying to build to have in our system, since it's a cloud-native solution, right, where you have the ability to, like, have different access rights. You can share specific pieces of the, of the data with uh, other stakeholders to um, Mm. help our ems companies if you if they want if they start to improve the internal processes that's like a a step one that's great but allow them to also uh, build on top of this uh, some form of a collaboration portal where they Mm. can then say hey okay i can then expose this to uh, my customers my customers sent me an email and then i have this like uh, I've created this digital twin of the of the project, where then mm. also have my embedded costing side. But the first piece, which is not not the cost, but just the project, I can share this with my customer back and say, "Hey, this is how I've understood um, your product. Like here, mm. these are like the elements on the bomb which are critical, and you can do this resolving of the bomb, which is normally been an export, sending back, highlighting yellow line. You can do yeah. that directly there collaboratively." And I think that's like one of the, the things that we have also starting to move forward towards. And um, finally, by, by that movement, we also see that OEMs on their side are equally interested in, in, in picking up these solutions because they say, hey, like now I see that my customers, like when I'm working with like a customer that uses our software, I send this back and I get a point estimate of what's going, mm-hmm. what are uh, the risks maybe involved in my in my bomb." I should this way earlier. So why am I am I not using such a system to manage yeah. my projects a little bit like a um, like a GitHub does for um, yeah. like for for their project? And they all use PLM systems and stuff like that, but most of them have don't have this deep integration into the supply chain to really yeah. find these risks. And I think that's something that we see also as a huge area of opportunity.
0: Yeah, and that plays into that whole role of design for supply chain, it plays into design for disruption, it plays into that greater collaboration. And what we've heard from EMS companies is where they were being uh where they were discussing the idea of a glass factory three or four or five years ago with their customers, now they're discussing a class, class pipeline and they're much more focused on the supply chain, you know, and, and the end-to-end supply chain, not just within the EMS facility, but going right back to the component manufacturers and the component distributors. Um, so the products out there in the market, you've got several customers using it. What, what's the feedback been like so far?
1: Yeah, so I think in general, the biggest, I think the biggest wedge that we can put into the, in the whole industry is that, that we've been trying to develop this very user centric with a rather very modern user experience in mind. And also with this idea that we can enable non-experts to use the tool, because I mean, yeah. labor shortage, skilled labor shortage, it's like one of the topics continuously of the hour. And that's, I think what the most, the most anonymous, uh, homogeneous feedback from everyone that we've seen that people say, hey, wow, Like it's so easy to use. I can start with it so quickly. I can train my non-skilled personnel um, to get used to it, and um, I think that's been the the best, the best proof for our Mm customer-centric development approach. And that's in general, right? That um, people are um, just excited about how fast the whole development has been going on. Right? If you think where we've been, we started with nothing um, two and a half years ago, and now in like two and a half years, we've built like a like a, a solution that can really turn, help this quote turn around end-to-end end with new, with a depth in the PCP space, with a depth now in the collaboration space. And I think besides what we have, I think most customers are just like very excited if we can just just keep the velocities to some degree. I yeah. think then we have a very, um, I think, a very confident that we can really become one of the de facto standards for the industry. And yeah. um, I think that has been uh, has been like super exciting. And I think there's also a lot of hidden opportunities, which uh, some customers are starting to see. We talked about these collaboration layers already, but we've also like in the, on the manufacturing costing side, we've also built like all the functionality in that you can really manage the resources, like the kind of digital twin of your factory. And since you're anyway calculating how much time, uh, uh, like a, for a certain board takes on a specific machine, it's just one more element to add, like the sense the the energy consumption, and then yeah. by that, this is basically the way for getting to scope three emissions, and I think that's going to okay. be like an even bigger topic going forward. Where yeah. of course the supply chain has to do their share to report on the part level, but with with us we even have on the on the quote level where it's important for the OEMs to make green decisions we can enable our customers to expose this to their OEMs. And I think that's no one's not talking about that that much at the moment, but I'm pretty sure that this is something where um, where we, the industry has to go.
0: Yeah. And I think, you know, although not many people are talking about it in public, I think with the German Supply Chain Act and everything that's going on, I think it's something that's being discussed in boardrooms and it's something that will be an important part of the strategy in 2023. Uh, and the idea that, you've built something that that works you've kind of proved that you understand the industry you've proved that you can make stuff fit and and they see opportunities to build layers on top of that that are that are going to create solutions for them that you know that give them faster reporting give them maybe better traceability give them additional benefits on top of just you know getting the getting clean data and getting a good quote out there i think that's um, yeah, that's hugely valuable. Electronica is just around the corner. We're going to be there in person for a change, which is great. Um, it feels like it feels like a long time since everybody was together in um, in in Munich. You're going to be exhibiting there. Do you have anything um, special to share at the show this year?
1: I think it's just going to be for the first time that we have like all our the elements I've just described. We can really mm-hmm. present them on the stand have people show uh, what's really going on. We are going to be in hall B1, uh, yeah. 214. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I think it's just mainly to get in contact with everyone and uh, st- also start additional focus on building our partner network, creasing yeah. this up. And uh, I think it's just going to be a great show. I really hope, um, Uh, like the Oktoberfest that's currently happening is not creating a COVID wave that's going to stop this from happening. But (laughs) um, I'm confident that we'll get through this and uh, it's going to be a great show.
0: Yeah, I think it will be a good show. And from your point of view, being there and being sufficiently well known that, you know, maybe some of the EMS companies that are there can come and talk to you and say, hey, you know, this is a problem that we're looking to solve. It's not just about with a company like luminovo it's not just a question of do i want their product or not it's a question of are they the, are they the guys that are going to bring ai and machine learning into into my factory and really show me some tangible benefit and it doesn't have to be through a single solution it can be through we've got this issue how can how can you help us with the data you've got and the data that you're resourcing and the machine learning you've got how can you help us resolve that so i think it's a huge opportunity just to just to find out what the market's looking for, as well as as well as tell the market what you're ready for.
1: Hundred percent, yeah, very excited yeah. for that.
0: Good. Well, Sebastian, I'm looking forward to meeting you there and having a beer. Same. Um, we will we will chat then. In the meantime, thanks so much for your time. Thank you so much for having me.